Thank you for joining Healthy Mind, Healthy Body. Today's topic is stress and weight gain. I'm so excited to have uh, to join us today, Dr. Eric Madrid. Uh, He is a family physician uh, doctor out in Southern California. Uh, He's going to talk to us about his experience with stress and weight gain. Hey, Dr. Madrid, thank you for joining us today. Hi, Allison. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, thank you for joining Healthy Mind, Healthy Body. And uh, today's topic, we're going to be discussing stress and weight gain. And I'm so excited to hear about your journey uh, and your experiences. Um, I know it's going to help our listeners uh, tremendously. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm very excited to uh, to kind of share my experience with everybody. And uh, I've been telling patients this week, I, I feel kind of like... Um, how I feel, I know how Apostle Paul may, must have felt when he was so excited and wanted to kind of go share the good news. I've been telling all my patients who've come in with diabetes and high blood pressure and struggling with weight, all about you know what I've done to help uh, you know drop uh, what is now actually forty four pounds in the last six months. Oh, that is amazing. That's amazing. You know, I was, um, before you go into telling us your, uh, your story and your journey, would you mind talking a little bit about cortisol and how it plays a factor uh, in weight gain? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So just, just to kind of give you a little bit of my history, I'm a uh, board, cert, uh, board certified family physician. I uh, practice at Rancho Family Medical Group, a, uh, a uh, you know, medium size uh primary care group here in Southern California. Uh, We are about one hour north of San Diego and an hour south of Los Angeles. And we have a very uh, diverse and, um, you know, wide patient population. And um, like, you know, like most populations now throughout the United States, a lot of our patients also struggle with um, with their their weight and and so on. And, And I was no different. And yeah. And obviously, I think, you know, being in healthcare, I'm sure you can attest to this. We have a lot of, you know, everyone has stress in their life, but I think healthcare providers have a different kind of stress. Yes. Um, unfortunately, at the end of the day, you know, at whatever time that may be, we don't just check out and, you know, and, and go home and, you know, and completely switch gears. A lot of times we're, it's difficult for us. We're very invested in our patients and, uh, and the problems that our patients may have, we may go home thinking about, you know, patients who've been recently diagnosed with cancer or patients who may have terminal illnesses. So, so we kind of have a stress, you know, that affects us all the time. Yes. And, uh, and this can definitely play a big role on our overall health. And, And I always found it ironic that we spend so much time in healthcare taking care of everybody else and everybody else's needs on a daily basis that we frequently forget about ourselves. It's true. And, and I think that's kind of where I kind of hit a wall back in uh, May or June of 2018. Uh, I had reached one of the higher weights that I had ever been at going, um, you know, at least since medical school, which obviously was another stress, stressful period in my life. Yes. And, uh, and I had hit 247 pounds. Now I'm six foot three, so I could kind of hide it a little bit, but um, at, least, sure. at least that's what people told me. <laughs> um, but, but I definitely wasn't feeling good. I wasn't 
you know, I didn't have the energy that I thought I should have at 46. My knees were hurting me and I had no history of any knee injuries. Uh, my pants were getting tight on me you know, I was getting kind of to the last loop on the, you know, the, the last hole on the belt. And, um, and I just wasn't, wasn't feeling good. And, and I kind of realized that the work schedule that I had at that time, and I've since changed it. I, I was working four very long days. Yeah. Sometimes 12, sometimes 14 hours. And then I would be off on Fridays, but I found myself being so exhausted, both physically and mentally after putting in, you know, maybe 50, 60 hours, sometimes it would, you know, be uh, in four days that I would spend the next three days just trying to decompress. And, uh, and I think that was also, you know, and I would get home late as well. So that would also contribute, you know, to, uh, you know, eating late and then, and then going to bed. So I think I started to realize that all this stress that I had and I wasn't managing it as efficiently as I should have was raising my cortisol level. Right. And, right. and as we know, you, you've probably had patients too, who've been on chronic steroids, right? What happens to them when they're on chronic prednisone or chronic steroids? Yep. The gain weight, they, they kind of blow up, don't they? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They, they start eating more, their blood sugar goes up, their insulin levels go up and all of a sudden they put on weight or, or even patients who, you know, right. When we put them on insulin, maybe because they have diabetes, all of a sudden they gain 10 pounds. Yeah, it's true. And, and here we are, we're trying to tell patients, you need to lose weight. You have diabetes and we're giving them drugs that actually put weight on them. And, yes. Right. So, so it's a, so it's a really difficult situation. So I found myself, you know, putting on the extra weight, you know, a big part of it was the stress. My, my sugar level almost certainly was going up because cortisone and steroids cause sugar to go up that subsequently right. caused my, my uh, insulin levels to go up, which further caused weight gain. And uh, so, so I decided I needed to make some changes is what I decided um, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. I used to run cross country in high school and, and in high school, I would weigh between 180 to 190 pounds. Wow. Um, so, so here I was in June, right? 247 pounds. So, so that's a, what, almost a 60 pound, you know, weight gain. Um, so, so like most people, right. I, you know, I, and I knew diet played an important role, but I said, Hey, I need to go exercise. I need to start running. This is the only way I'm going to get my weight off. So, so I, so it's early June, I'm 247 pounds and I decided to go for a jog because surely I ran cross country 25 years ago. It must be no problem, right? I can go run three miles without an issue. So I think, so I, I right. yeah, right. And so I, I jog up the street, I get, I get to about six houses down from my house and all of a sudden my knee just starts killing me. And I'm like, what is going on? I do not have knee pain. I didn't twist it. I've never hurt my knee. Is this arthritis? Right. I'm only 46. And, and then kind of light kind of came on. I said, you know what? I'm just too fat. I can't run at 246 pounds. Um, I, I need to. Do you think too, some of that was your diet where you're doing more uh, sugars or carbs or because we know that sugar is very inflammatory too. Was that a contributing factor to your pain? You think? Absolutely. Absolutely. At that time, I was not really, you know, con controlling my diet and, and I don't have a big sweet tooth per se. So most of my sugar was coming from carbohydrates. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pastas, noodles, you know, breads. Uh, right. and, and so that was breaking down into the sugar and, and just, um, and of course, like, like a lot of, uh, medical offices, we have a pretty big office here. The, the one office that I work in, we have 25, you know, staff members. And, and so it was always somebody's birthday, right? It, it, somebody, <laughs> someone's birthday, someone's bringing in a cake or there's a potluck right. or, you know, there's donuts and, you know, and, and it's just, it was, it was tough. And we had that same problem. We got the unfortunate. It's even the diabetic reps that come to the office that bring the bring the worst worst right. meals, the donuts and uh, all the high carb stuff. So it's yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy. So yeah, and then don't you always find yourself saying, okay, just today, I think I'll I'll go ahead and have this donut today, and then starting tomorrow, I'll be healthy. Well, I had a similar experience uh, myself. I, even though. Um, and it's won't be able to go in all of it, but I was a very overweight child. And so mm-hmm. I struggled with that all my life and even had bulimia as a teenager. But as a wow. adult, the Lord had really brought me uh, far, but I still had um, a food addiction. Um, mm-hmm. I had used food as my comfort and anyway, ate most carbs, but I started having pain like you did in my knees and in my hips. Right. And as I began to study, do the brain health course and study more about inflammation and diet, I realized that, um, one of the things that, that I ate a good bit was uh, high fructose corn syrup hmm. uh, that was actually in a co- co- you know, coffee creamer and stuff like that. And as soon as I stopped that, the pain in my hips went away. Wow. Yep. And that's when I knew that this was a problem. <clears throat> right. Uh, right. Yeah. And I think it's important. Everyone kind of needs to experiment on themselves, too, because, you know, what, 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 what might be causing pain for, you know, for one person doesn't necessarily cause it for the other, but people really have to to get in tune with their own health and pay attention, maybe do yeah. a diet journal, you know, That's to help find out. So, so, so what happens, so I'll tell you that, you know, so what happened, so, so I'm too fat to run, right? My knees are hurting me. <laughs> I, 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 you know, had always wore extra large and, and then I, I actually had one extra, extra large um, uh, shirt that I was wearing. And I was like, found myself wearing that, that shirt more and more because I didn't want to go spend the money buying extra extra large because I just felt morally like that was not a good idea and and so I kind of made the decision I said you know I need to make some changes and meanwhile I've I've had you know a few patients here and there straggling saying hey I've I've tried this keto diet or I even had this one patient four years ago talk to me about this crazy thing called intermittent fasting which I knew nothing about I was like okay dude you're crazy that's interesting there's no you know evidence I've never heard of this and, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't see the guy for another four years, but, but it still kind of was in the back of my mind. And I started learning more yeah. about, uh, you know, intermittent fasting, uh, and a ketogenic diet. Um, I, I was concerned though, cause like most of us, we, we remember the Atkins diet back in the late nineties. Right. right? And, and that didn't really seem too healthy. Um, no. I, yeah, know. and people, you know, lost weight on it, but but I just couldn't pull myself to to sit there and say, hey, I'm just going to eat bacon, eggs, beef, and cheese all day, and, and I'm going to try to lose 40 pounds that way. That that did not seem good. Um, no. So so I looked further into uh, to Atkin or to the keto diet, um, right. and I realized I didn't need to eat all that stuff, all the saturated fats per se. Uh, I could eat a lot of salad, a lot of greens and, uh, you know, sauteed Brussels sprouts, sauteed asparagus, um, you know, lean chicken, grass fed, hormone free beef and other 
healthy, you know, healthier options while simply avoiding the sugars, the carbs, the breads, the pastas, and, and actually get some pretty good results. So that's what I did. I started, uh, I told myself, I'm going to give myself 90 days. I'm not going to exercise at this point, aside from, you know, maybe evening walks to help reduce my stress level, but nothing, you know, real um, extreme, no running, no jogging, no weights. I'm just going to focus on my diet for 90 days you know, go for evening walk a few days a week um, with my wife and, and see what happens. So, so the first month I lost about seven pounds. Right? And, and I was happy about that. I, you know, I thought I would have lost more because I, I really made a lot of sacrifices, but considering I was at 247, I was happy to be down to 240. Um, yeah. And, you know, and, and I kind of, you know, realizing that I was in this for the long term, I had to kind of do the math and say, okay, well, you know, if I do seven pounds a month for the next five months, that's going to be excellent. And, but, uh, but, it, but a curious thing happened to me. So I, so I lost seven pounds in four weeks, very excited. And um, I took a week off from work. And, uh, and I went to a CME, uh, continuing medical education, uh, seminar. Uh, now it was nice because I was actually able to do it from my computer, but we have a family, um, vacation home here in Southern California, up in the local mountains in a, in a resort community called Big Bear. Uh, it's about 7,000 square feet, you know, full of pine trees. And it's just a, it's a quick, you know, it's about an hour and a half from my house, but it's a quick getaway from the, the craziness of, you know, day-to-day life. Um, so I went up there with my father for a week and, you know, I did my CME conference, you know, I, you know, we, we took, you know, again, walk, I walked maybe 30 minutes a day and, you know, went to the golf range, hit some golf balls, but again, nothing real extreme when it comes to physical activity. I, I never broke a sweat. And while I was up there, I was still eating keto, a keto uh, diet. That week, right. that week I lost six pounds. That's amazing. Right? Six pounds. And, and then all of a sudden I realized I go stress. So four weeks of eating a keto diet under daily stress, working long hours, um, you know, seven pounds during four weeks of stress. And then six pounds during one week of little to no stress. And that. That's amazing. That's a clear picture of what stress does. Right, isn't it? right. And to me, the, it was never more clear. And at that point, I called my, uh, I sent an email to, uh, to, our, um, to our office manager. And I said, hey, I need to change my work schedule. I'm, I, I, you know, and I know because I'm booked out a couple of months, I can't just change it now. I have to give it a couple of months. So. So starting, um, you know, in a few months, I wanted to change my work schedule to a, uh, I was working four long days. I said, just put me back to five days and I'd rather just get off, you know, get off a little bit earlier so that my, you know, total hours ended up being the same, but I did them amongst five days instead of um, four days. And, and did you find that your weight loss continued when you uh, corrected your schedule and made it less stressful? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I continued to do a, a keto diet. Um, at that point, I would still do the intermittent fasting where I would only eat um, two days a week. I would uh, skip breakfast and eat all my meals between 12 and 6. Uh, all the okay. other days, I would eat my meals uh, between 7 and 7. So I would avoid snacks. You know, so I did a 12, what they call a 12-12 plan of intermittent fasting. Uh, okay. And then, of course, no snacks. And, and during my fasting period, I would only have uh, black coffee, 
unsweetened tea, you know, uh, uncaffeinated tea at nighttime and then, and water, um, and no snacks. And then I would have all my meals either, you know, between 7am and 7pm or on those two to three days a week, I would do them between 12 and six, uh, which they call a 18, six plan. So I was fasting for 18 hours and then I would eat my meals in six hours and that really, and it, so that combined with the low carbs, combined with reducing my stress level, allowed me to get to the point where I am now, where I've, I've lost a you know total of 40, 44, um, 44 pounds. That's great. Yeah, I've heard different things about the <clears throat> intermittent fasting. Uh, one article I read said that you only had to fast 10 to 12 hours to produce ketones, which I you know ketones you know, also help improve memory. But it seems that you really do need to do more than <clears throat> 16 hour is that what you're saying for intermittent fasting to really work do the 16 yeah hours? at least the, the 16 hours i think at, at a minimum um, and then if you can push it to 18 that's even better and um okay. and you're right yeah the, you know the ketones you know at first and, I've, and let me go back i've actually had a couple of days where i've gone 24 hours without eating and i've only consumed water and black coffee Mm-hmm. And I never thought that would be possible. Now, now, obviously, that's not where I started. And, you know, it's like anything, you don't just all of a sudden wake up one day and say, hey, I'm going to have a perfect diet. And, uh, you know, I think I'm going to fast for the next 48 hours. It doesn't start that way. So, so you have to kind of build up right. your tolerance and, and these little small wins, these little small victories, you know, you eventually start building up confidence and the ability to, to fast for a little bit longer. And, and, and that makes it a lot easier so that it's not actually painful. Uh, right. I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big believer and, um, in trying to avoid pain. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Right. Well, the cool thing about what you're doing too is, you know, studies are showing that um, fasting actually um, prolongs life. Um, you know, it actually increases longevity. Right. Uh, some of the studies are saying so you're also doing that as well and then helping your mind because you're producing ketones which improve memory and help reduce dementia so exactly yeah so so you're losing weight and helping your mind at the i same know time. i know so it's and I, and I feel you know i've had patients come in saying hey you look younger you you know you're looking great and yeah. what's really exciting about this obviously is a healthcare provider you know i'm able to share this information with patients um, and I've had, you know, I've had patients, just a couple examples here. I've had a, um, I had a, a 71 year old patient and his wife, uh, he was a, uh, or he is a type two diabetic, but he had gotten to the point where his, you know, blood sugar, you know, despite, you know, optimal, uh, medications, his blood sugar just wasn't controlled. We had to, you know, put him on insulin about probably about, a, you know, three, four years ago, that his blood sugar still wasn't controlled. And, and normally I handle most of my diabetics. I even start them on insulin, but his A1C was just, you know, I, I I couldn't do anything for this guy. His A1C had gone up, which is the, you know, the three month average of blood sugar uh, had gone up to almost 10%. And I said, hey, you need to go see an endocrinologist at this point because I'm kind of at the max of my ability. Um, right. So I re- referred him to an endocrinologist. And then I, then I also sent him at the same time, I said, hey, but by the way, I started this thing called intermittent fasting and a ketogenic diet. Let me send you some information and look into it. 
I wasn't really expecting him to do it, but I figured I had to do my due diligence and, and share this information because it was helping me. And and I figured at 71 years old, this guy probably, you know, maybe is beyond, uh, you know, the ability to make changes and so on. And, you know, just my own bias. And, and over the years, you know, because we give so much advice to patients and, you know, rare, you know, we tell so many patients, hey, lose 10 pounds, they come back and they put on 10 pounds, right? Right. So, That's right. So, so true. Yeah. So, so after a while, I think we get a little um, tainted ourselves and we're like, okay, I'll tell them about it, but I know they're not going to do it. And every once in a while they do it. And we're like, Hey, what happened? You know, well, you told me to lose 10 pounds. They're like, Oh yeah, I forgot. I tell everybody, but you're you're the only one who did it. Um, (laughs) Well, it sounds to me that one of the things I heard you say that I think is key um, to anything is that you set your mind. You, you, you made a decision that you wanted to feel better uh, and be healthier. Right. And don't you think that's that's kind of key for people uh, when they start these things is having that to set their mind that they want to be different, that they want to make it you know feel better yeah. uh, in order to and set goals for themselves that they can um, that they can lose weight, that they can be right. Different. Absolutely. And, and and one thing I heard too is that you know a lot of times we all have um, shoulds in our life, like I should do this, I should do that, you know. But right. until that should becomes I must change won't occur right i mean because for many years i should have lost weight i should have exercised more but it wasn't until i went jogging my knee started hurting all of a sudden i must lose weight i must get into shape you know should was no longer on the table um and and that's what happened with this patient uh the the 71 year old gentleman so he so anyway i sent him to you know to the endocrinologist he um he um you know he comes back to see me three months later and he had lost 25 pounds, right? And That's amazing. He, his wife was, you know, also made some changes. So she was down 15 pounds. And he had gotten off of his insulin um, almost within a week of starting his uh, keto diet and intermittent fasting. And he was, he right. was on a large amount. He was on like 30 units of a long-acting uh, insulin and then 15 units of insulin before meals. So he was on over 60 units of insulin, and he was able to completely get off of it. And, and now we're actually trying to uh, um, get him to the point here where he'll get off of his um, metformin and glipizide, which are the two diabetic pills that he's on. So, And I have no doubt that yeah. he's going to do it. So, so I was really inspired because I was like, hey, this guy is 71 years old. I had a bias thinking that he wouldn't be willing to change. He started making changes and he's changed his life. He has more energy. He's sleeping better. His wife says he's no longer snoring. He's off his insulin. He's saving hundreds of dollars a month in co-pays. Oh, that's and amazing. all this from, you know, and, and the only regret he has is why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, where do you send your patients? Do you have a, uh, is there just information at your office that you give them about how to start a ketogenic diet or is there a website uh, that they can go to to learn how to do this. Uh, what, what do you yeah, suggest? so there's, so there's a couple things. So I actually put a handout together, just kind of a, a, a kind of a one-page handout that kind of introduces my patients to uh, intermittent fasting and how you know they can and I can share that with you as well. Um, but it's a one-page handout on how they can uh, start intermittent fasting. You know, step one through step five, and, and it gives them options. It's kind of like a flow diagram and. And patients have found that to be right. real easy. And then I have a food list as well of, of foods that are allowed on a ketogenic diet. And I try to keep it as simple as possible. Um, I, I'm in the process of working on an ebook. It's not yet out, but I'll eventually have that. And I'll let you know when that's available. And it's going to be, 
that yeah. would be it's going to be a free ebook as well so i'll be able to send you the file and you can share it with patients that yeah. would be great that would be great and uh well that's yeah awesome. so no it's been it's been really exciting and, and you know so like so the last six months i've just you know really kind of reevaluated my life learned how to reduce stress in my life and at least to manage it better might be a better way because i still have the same amount of stress i'm just managing it a lot better yeah and so can you share a little bit about you know how you how you began to manage it um mm-hmm. manage it better what were some of the things that you did i know the first thing you said was you reduce your work schedule but were yeah. there any other things that you did to try to reduce absolutely stress? yes i re- re- changed my work schedule to five days uh and, uh, and, and one of the things to just, I was going to mention is that because I developed more discipline since doing this intermittent diet, I found that it's this mm-hmm. discipline, this new character trait that I've had before, but I just fine tuned it has actually now I've been able to use this extra discipline in other aspects, such as going to the gym and working out. So on October right. 1st, which actually is probably more like 120 days from when I first made my uh, decision to, to, um, to, to lose weight. But on, on October 1st, I, I started working out and I started going to the gym Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And, and I only spend about an hour and I have a weight, you know, weight, whole body weight program that I do. And so I've been doing that very consistently without fail Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for the last two months. Uh, and then on the Tuesdays and Thursdays, I will go for a jog. And so those are other ways that I've, you know, given myself at least 60 minutes each day at the end of a day uh, to to have time with myself to exercise or my wife will go with me to the gym frequently as well so we'll spend time to yeah spend time together there but but I've basically have given myself at least one hour per day to focus on myself my physical health and and this has really just transcended and and helped me to continue to eat healthy has helped me to continue to, to sleep better and, um, and it just really made a big difference. And I, and again, I've been able to kind of share this, you know, the strategy with patients and I've seen, you know, many, many patients improve and it's really, I feel like I'm getting back to my true calling of, uh, of doctoring and, and teaching patients and, and helping my patients to also live healthier lives themselves. Well, that's wonderful. I know you're truly a blessing to all your patients. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you again for joining us today and uh, sharing your experience. And um, I'm excited to hear back from uh, our listeners about how this is helping them. And I know it's going to help my patients uh, that listen to my podcast and are involved in my in the blog. So thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. And, and just to let you know, too, I'll, I'll usually we'll post some pretty helpful information on, on, on Instagram. So if anyone wants to um, check that out, it's uh, Eric Madrid, MD. Uh, is it the E-R-I- yeah, E-R-I-C-M-A-D-R-I-D-M-D. And, uh, and then I'll also get you that information too on, the, um, on my uh, protocol for the intermittent fasting. So you can share that with patients. So I, I really- That would be wonderful. Yeah, I really appreciate this phone call. And, uh, and, and you have great podcasts. I've listened to at least three or four of your podcasts. You have very good information. Okay. Your patients are very lucky to, to have you as their, uh, as their, uh, as their provider. And uh, I hope you uh, continue to put out the, uh, the podcast. Thank you so much. And I really would appreciate you letting us know when your ebook uh, is out because I, like I said, you know, it's so, we're so busy um, and the, but it's so needed for patient education. Like you were talking in the very beginning as providers, it's becoming harder and harder for us to spend time teaching and, um, 
since I'm a physician assistant, I work in a pretty big practice and we're being pushed more and more to see more and more patients and it's becoming harder and harder to teach. And, you know, patients really are, re uh, respond very well when you can share your story and how, you know, how you have overcome. Um, and so it's, it's, a, it's exciting for me to have a, an avenue and connect with you that I can connect with my patients too, because you have a wealth of knowledge. I've, I've listened to your podcast and seen your Instagram. And uh, I love the ones you posted recently about all the uh, superfoods right. as it was. Uh, that was really, that was really good. And, and uh, I'd like maybe to, you know, suggest we talk about that another, another day. Yeah. Um, there was a study out of Harvard that talked about, you know, that um, our food really is our medicine. Absolutely. And that, yeah, and that our medicine for inflammation and um, is in actually in our refrigerator. Yeah. So it'd be yeah. kind of interesting and maybe discuss that with you at a later I would date. Be, I would love to. I'd be honored. That's awesome. Well, thank you again for joining us and you have Thank a wonderful you. God bless. Day. Bye -bye. Okay. All right. Bye.